who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 110 officially of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez what's going on tonight buddy oh not too much just you know Having some fun, <clears throat> relaxing, sitting down, and ta- talking some p- p- podcast stuff. Oh, yeah. I was looking today at our official numbers. We're more like 135-something, more than that, between watch-alongs and content creators and special episodes I did and, and all that. So, But numbered episodes 110. And I look, you know, we've been doing this for about four years now. Yeah, that's amazing. It's crazy. It doesn't seem that long. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, our friends at Fully Posable just celebrated five years, so we'll be catching up on them next January. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they keep going and we keep going. We'll catch up. Yeah, but they do way more shows than we do a show yeah. every week. Good for right. them. But I did the math. I, I averaged it out. We average two, show, two shows a month, which is fine. Which yeah, is, that's I think, not a, bad. Yeah, you know, especially for a free podcast. Right. If, if you want to follow us on Twitter, guys, you can. We're at PPW podcast. I appreciate everyone that follows us there and share us with a friend. Even if they want to listen, follow on Twitter because we share fun pictures and everyone's buying and selling stuff. And there's always good interaction with people on Twitter. I always love when I'll post something and like someone will try to come at me with like a negative comment towards me about it. And I'll just respond like, like <laughs> positively. And they're like, they don't know what to do. It's like, yeah. oh, I, they're always like, I was just joking. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get like a Twitter argument. Like yesterday, I posted a thing about uh, I was watching Slamboree. The one yeah. where Eric Bischoff charged, or challenged McMahon to a fight. Right, I saw and that. I'm, and I'm thinking this. I'm thinking to myself, like, why does everyone just assume Vince would whoop his ass? Because be, part of this is because I was watching old UFCs. Sure. The ones where it was the giant, huge guy versus the little guy who knew how to actually mm-hmm. fight. And he whooped yeah. his ass. And that's what happens. I think people have this reality in their head about, oh, I, 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 I could fight. Like, you, you can't. You can't, yeah. you can't fight. And so even if Bischoff had only done martial arts tournaments years and years ago, he still has been in fights before. Right. He knows how to fight. Right. Tuck his chin, you know, throw sure. the jab. I mean, I, I, wrestled, I, I wrestled, uh, you know, amateur in high school. I, Did I still you? know how to wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I still know how to wrestle. <laughs> it's not like it's like riding a bike. Like once yeah. you get, kind of get back into it, you you know you know what you're doing. You would know what to do. You would know exactly. where to go. Yeah. I so would know I, what to look for. I would know, you know. Yeah, you're right. Either way, fun, positive stuff on Twitter, as always, mm-hmm. at PPW Podcast. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past shows in the archive, just search Positively Processing Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, go there. All the shows in the archives are there from our content creator series on down the line from when we first started back in 2017. So we've got tons of shows for you guys to listen to if you want to binge if you're a new listener, because some of those shows I was looking back at, they're fun topics. I want to maybe revisit them in the future. This week, though, we're going to talk about what everybody considers, not every, I won't say everybody because I don't, but a lot of people consider this the greatest WrestleMania of all time. WrestleMania 17, WrestleMania X7. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about with this, a lot of notes, a lot of memories, a lot of 
where was I in in this in my space as a fan and as a person, as a man in, in life <laughs> when this came out in 2001. Right. And I was thinking about this. I was watching the show and I was kind of writing my thoughts down. What makes us stand out as a podcast as far as our content that we put out every week to people? And as I've mentioned before, we've kind of turned into this niche of being the nostalgia podcast, but not everything's always rosy. But where were, where were you at this time? Mm-hmm. What memories, what friends you have, people you haven't thought about in years. Yeah. And I hope that we're able to do that with people each and every week, as or each as we as we've now found out uh, every other week we put shows <laughs> out about thinking about your past and thinking mm-hmm. about people that have come and gone in your lives. And I'm yeah. especially nostalgic this week. And I want this is a little off topic, but I want to talk about it really quickly. Uh, my friend recently gave me a bunch of discs and tapes from they're not really home movies but basically from the years 2006 2009 2010 Mm -hmm. we all went up to his mom's cabin up in apple canyon which is near iowa and it's just a cabin that was basically us and our friends just going out and being jerks me and my guy friends just being jerks with each other for a weekend memorial day weekend july 4th july all that stuff and it's fun to look back and watch on this stuff because a ton of stuff one I'm like, oh my god! We were like throwing fireworks at each other in the house. I'm like, we, I'm, how did this place not burn down? Stupid stuff like that. Playing pranks, drinking beers, having fun. Uh, two of the people in it are no longer with us. Two of our friends have have passed, and mm-hmm. it, that's sad. And we're still young, obviously. And it's really sad, but it's it's good to go back and look at these people and the characters that they were and how funny they were. And it's it's great that. It's, these memories are going to last forever. He gave them to me to, to digitalize. So I've been doing it and I've been kind of going through and cleaning up clips. They're a little messed up and we're audios low, adding close captioning so we can understand what people said. And it's just really funny. So I hope when people listen to our show, when we're talking about this silly thing, we all love wrestling are able to think about where they were, put them back in a time for where they were as a person watching these shows. So hopefully we're able to do that for you this week as well. Yeah, you do that for me. You know, you you bring up some stuff, then I start to think about stuff. Because so, um, like the 89, 90, 91, 92 type stuff, like I mm-hmm. had a certain, um, you know, couple group of friends that I watched wrestling with. Going into like the later high school and even these years, like 2000, 2003, from like 95 to like 2005, you know, that yeah. ten, 10 years, it's a totally different group of people. And I think the appreciation for wrestling is like, more important when you're watching it with other people and then because you have your friends and you have all the interactions and the places you've been watching yeah. this stuff and it just makes it so much more special so for me going back to watching wrestlemania 17 it like took me right back i told you before um i we would watch pay-per-views in my friends it is parents house but in the basement where it was almost like his little man cave where we would set stuff up there was a bar down there and yeah you know, it was just like his, almost like his room was down there. Were so. you, all right, let me, for, for I'm skipping ahead a little bit of my notes here, but for 17, I'm pretty sure you and I watched this together at Dooley's house. No, we watched the Hogan. 18. Uh, oh, Rock. we watched 18. So I was at 17 then with, at Dooley's house with Jason and Dinahan, Mike. So we, I must have been back to back years. I went there. Okay. So you were there the second year, but yeah, that okay. Yeah, I, I was. Remember. I was at my friend Anthony's house. It was yep. me, my friend Anthony, Sherry, Jason. You know, a couple yep. other guys watching this. Okay, we'll get into that in a second in the background on it. So that was just my little preamble before this week's show. And okay. also one more thing I wanted to say. So every once in a while, I'll get an email to the ppwpodcast at gmail dot com, and I usually respond to it. And this week. I wanted to read the email because I asked the person that sent it, could I read this and answer it on air? He said, absolutely. So this is from Chad Ruffner. And he said, hi, hope you are well. I was just curious what your biggest pet peeve in pro wrestling is. 
For me, it's when feuds, especially those that revolve around titles, keep going even if they've logically reached a conclusion. For example, the feud around the Raw tag team titles with the former champions, the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Apparently, the writing staff wants us to completely forget the fact that the New Day beat the Hurt Business in two title matches recently. That should have ended the program for all intent purposes. Instead, they start with singles matches between the two teams and the Hurt Business winning the majority of them is enough to earn their third title shot? I, I don't understand. I understand they can't just burn through championship bouts in a few weeks given the nature of their programs, but there are better ways to the accomplishments. Don't the Hurt Business lo- don't the Hurt Business losing in back-to-back title matches in the first place and have the one title match you do not end clean. So th- I'm sorry, this is kind of like a little run-on sentence here. I'm reading mm-hmm. the email. Um, so that the Hurt Business can have a legit gripe at a rematch. Then you can start with the singles match between the two teams to kill time until the pay-per-view. That's my biggest pet peeve, Chad. So thanks, Chad, for sending that in. This is a little bit of the opposite way of the show of how we normally steer the show here with positivity. This is like a, uh-huh. a negative thing. However, I do have I probably have wrestling pet peeves. <clears throat> I, I I get annoyed when our intelligence is insulted a little bit. Like we're supposed to forget that, that something happened. Yeah, I'd say my biggest goofy pet peeve is when the ref comes out from the back to reverse a decision after a bad guy cheated. Like, why wouldn't the ref come out all the time? Like, why isn't there a second ref constantly watching in the back? Logically, that doesn't make sense. That's my big pet peeve. Yeah. You got any? Um, I mean, I, I understand that the this 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 fake sport is is really geared towards more kids. Sure. <laughs> so with like an adult mindset, you're like, oh, that storyline didn't have a payoff or, you know, that wasn't this or that wasn't that. But I do have a problem with stupid storylines that kind of go nowhere, go nowhere, go like the retribution thing. Like I, I wherever it's going, it's it's they're making retribution look like crap. OK, like, like if you want to have a, a team come out, you want retribution where we haven't been seen. We want, you know, we want to be heard. We want our shot. But then you keep losing. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you have them win? You know, or the whole Lana and Liv, Liv Morgan or lesbians mm-hmm. and, and interrupted the wedding. And then that was for, right. <laughs> that was, that right. Was I forgot forgotten. about that. So you... there's so many like different storylines that, you know, I, I want to see keep going or see where it's going. But then all of a sudden it's just forgotten about and then they're not even addressing it anymore. So. I mean, yeah, but as a kid, I don't know if I, that would bother me. It's a little interesting with wrestling because they kind of have the ability to do that because they're getting real-time feedback from mm-hmm. the crowd and from maybe the internet reaction or whatever. Yeah. I think one of the shows I can think of, like regular TV shows that did that was, did you ever watch Lost? Were you yeah, Lost I, I did watch Lost, yeah. Okay, so do you remember the one episode where they focused on two other people who weren't a part of the main group in the island? This is a while ago. Yeah, I remember that. So there was just one episode, and everyone, because all the fans prior to that were like, we want to hear about the other people on the island. Okay. And they focused it on them. Everyone's like, mm, we don't like those people. This is dumb. So they just killed them off like the next couple episodes. <laughs> okay. So the writer's like, okay, we listen to the fans. We're good. Yeah. So it's happened before, but it was just, it was something I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about to discuss or besides all the crazy snow we've gotten? We hope any people down in the south, southern states are getting this weather they're not used to or going to get their power back up soon. And Yeah. But we've got mutual friends, uh, you know, Kevin and Ann Dooley, more yeah. so might me, but I've been in contact with them to make sure they're okay. And they say they still have power and they still mm-hmm. have water, but they don't know for how long because the whole infrastructure is in Texas yeah. is just chaos well, right now. Yeah. My, my brother lives down there and he said they lost it for a bit. But now he's got a pool, and he's pretty sure that that pool is going to be done if you know the water doesn't come back. And mm-hmm. it's it, 
it's it sucks, but you know they're they're just not ready. They're not used to it. I mean, why would they be ready for it? You know, why yeah. would they be ready for a, a a winter storm? But hey, it happens, and going forward, they will learn to adjust. Just like we had a little bit of an issue where I don't know if this is the first time I've heard of this. It's a thing: ice dams, basically, where when it gets so cold and snowy that the snow will blow like kind of under your shingles, and like ice will get under your shingles or your roof because it's so like drifting with wind and snow and all that and then it'll freeze under there and then the warmth from your house or the attic will melt that ice causing it to leak into your house so the other day i'm like walking like last thursday i'm like is that a crack in the ceiling i'm like eh, it's dry i don't know what this is mm-hmm. and I turn the corner i'm like oh there's dripping water so i go up in the attic and i see it i see where it's coming from so i don't know what it is i went up there put a like a bucket under the drip so that stopped it from coming from the ceiling and I had a guy come out the next day and explain to me exactly what it was. Like, yeah, this is what it is. He went up there on the roof, like broke up all the ice, threw down some chemical to, to melt it and make it run off. And it, it didn't, it wasn't cheap, but at the same time, if I tried to go up on the roof and, and do that, I definitely would have broken my neck. So yeah. it was worth paying for <laughs> and it And you too. probably like, didn't have the chemical to do it. I did not. It, it was just calcium chloride. It's nothing crazy. It, you know, okay. the store. But that was something I found out. So you living in the Midwest, next time if you... Uh, See it? Let me just, that could be your, the issue is you've got okay. snow up on the roof. And I reached, and I, I bought something called the Avalanche, which is basically like a, a roof rake. However, it comes like a, basically like a slip and slide for the snow. You push it up <laughs> and the snow slides down it. So you help push the snow off the roof. And that's really the only main way to prevent ice dams is to get snow off your roof. And yeah. It's been a bit unprecedented here for those in the Midwest who know in the Chicago area. Like we've had like eight inches of snow and then additional foot of snow and then it was cold and all that, but it's going to be 40 on Tuesday. So it's going to be a damn heat wave out here. You know, <laughs> or we're going to be flooded. <laughs> no, that's what's good about it. It's not going to be warm enough where it's all going to melt at once. It should yeah. be good. Like a slow melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should, we should be good. But anyway, that's what's mainly going on here. No real wrestling stuff. I have seen a hand of the elite 80 ones on the pegs, which has been nice to see. I'm the only thing I'm really looking for is the young bucks series three. I guess it is. I kind of like those ones, but nothing else. Nothing else really sticking out to me. Anything okay. for you, you're piling um, for? I've, I've just been going back to like older figures. I picked up the Shayna Baszler, not the newer one, but the one in the uh, the mm-hmm. red and the black. So I picked her up. I got a Liv Morgan. Um, well, I, I ordered Liv Morgan, let's say, two weeks ago. And the guy told me, he's like, oh, I'll get it out on Monday. So Monday came. This is like a week later. I waited like three days. I said, hey, do you have a tracking number for, for that thing that you were supposed to send out Monday? He's like, oh, no, I've been busy. I'm like, all right, busy. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm like busy. Okay, and then um, he's like, yeah, I, I'll definitely get it out for Monday. He's like, I can cancel the order, or um, if you want to wait till Monday, I wait. I told him I'll wait till Monday because it was only ten bucks, and I said, okay, I'll wait till Monday. So Monday came around. It's like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I still haven't heard anything from him, so I bought one from another guy that was like five dollars more. But mm-hmm. at least you know this guy I talked to, and he was yeah. he, he was my second choice. That's so okay. I so I ordered his. And five seconds later, this other, the first guy tells me he shipped it. So now I have two orders for, for Liv Morgan. <laughs> they both came in on the same day. So who needs to live? Yeah. Who needs to live? But you know, it's the one with the pink hair, which I really wanted because I like, yeah. I love the riot squad. So I wanted that one. Um, I already have the, uh, Sarah Logan and the Ruby riot. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I've been getting in. It's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm selling a couple things on eBay right now. And someone messaged me today about saying, what's the lowest you would take for this? And I responded with, 
the highest amount you'll pay for it. Like, what do you mean? I can tell the lowest I'm gonna take for it. Make yeah. an offer. That's why make an offer is there, you fool. Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude. And I've noticed people on like the Facebook groups, they're all looking for deals. Like, you'll put something like, "I want this much," is what's going for. Like, I'll give you half of that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you say, buddy. I do that. You know, just you know, to, just to see if they'll take it. Because I've seen stuff sitting there for like three or four weeks, and in my mind, maybe. I mean, there's a chance that if they don't sell it, they'll just mm-hmm. take it back to get their money back. Yeah. But, or they sell it or whatever it is. So I just say, hey, will you take, you know, I know what they paid for it and I might offer like five bucks more. Mm-hmm. So there was an, uh, I think Pentagon, I told you yeah. before, or buddy got it for me. This guy was selling it for 40 bucks. I said, would you take 30 for it? And he's like, no, I'm losing money. I'm like, you're not losing money on yeah. that. <laughs> Where'd I'm you like, buy you, it? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's $19. Uh, because yeah, our, our, our Walmart's just use, our Walmart's useless. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even go there anymore. It's literally just, like, the AEW title and a couple, maybe one basic. It's insane. Like, I don't yeah. even know. Like, they just I've not got, stocking I've toys. i other things, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a stroll. Nothing. Yeah. It's literally nothing. So mm-hmm. it stinks, but what are you going to do? Yeah. On to more positive, fun stuff. Let's talk. WrestleMania 17, 2001. This took place at the Reliant Astrodome. 67,925 people, sellout crowd. More people would have jam-packed it if they could have, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. This is right after WWF bought WCW, the peak of the Attitude Era, the peak of WWF. Popularity's never been higher, a buy rate of 1.4 million. It, just uh, all things considered, uh, the most one of the most successful pay-per-views at the time for the WWF. Yeah, And I've mentioned this before. I don't consider this one to be the best WrestleMania of all time. It's just because I, I, and we'll talk about it as I go through the show. One, I don't have nostalgia for this show. And I was trying to think, okay, why don't I have nostalgia for the show? Like wrestling's huge at this time. Why am I not watching it? Trying to like trace back my steps. Yeah, why? And I figured it out. Okay, so 2001, April, I'm a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm working at Service Merchandise. And we've got our group of friends here. You you were like in like the second tier, like the older people's friends like the you know the mid 20s right <laughs> you know you had those people you you guys go to bars <laughs> type of thing yeah whereas we were all gathered trying to go to someone's house to drink whose parents weren't home uh-huh. like that was kind of the deal yeah. so i realized okay so i make friends with all these people at the time at service and this was kind of the first time in my life that i was hanging out with girls in the sense that not like oh i'm trying to date girls but like all these girls like and the guys like were hanging together so sure it's like, you guys are having fun so being friends it's exciting you're flirting exactly it's like you're flirting you're exciting so i'm focused just on that you know right. if i'm chasing the muff around <laughs> that's a t-shirt so that's what i'm doing and that's kind of why i think i'm falling out of wrestling because i'm kind of like Lit, watching it in the on the side mm-hmm. view in the background, I kind of know what's going on, but I don't remember the raw buildups to this. I do remember the Limp Biscuit my way because uh-huh. my, my God, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water, dude. That was in, is, that was in my uh, Ford Ranger. Just all it was in heavy rotation. You picked it up at the Best Buy CD, you know, and just popped it in for sure, and just kept driving. I think I got. I think my friend burned it for me. Like he mm-hmm. bought it and like burned it for all of us. He had a CD burner. But yeah. this was definitely one we all listened to over and over again. Did it all for the nookie? Sound. Did it all for the nookie? Take uh, that cookie. No, no, no. That That's significant. That's their first album. Is this it? is like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this is the Roland album. Mm-hmm. That was the big hit. But yeah, this was crazy. Big fans, but big wrestling popularity at the time. But for me, again, I'm just really concentrating on hanging out with girls and, and all that, too. And it was weird because 
we all went to different high schools at this sort of merchandise we worked at. And I had friends in high school, but I, it wasn't like I was trying to date people who went to my high school. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because me and my friends were busy being fools, doing videotape pranks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of why that was like the kind of the group I was worried about. Whereas service merchandise was like my regular like person. I'm going to sure. try to flirt with girls and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was kind of where that I was. That was your at. alter ego. Yeah. That I was your you gimmick. <laughs> I guess you could say that. So where were you in this in 2001? Where were you as a fan? How old were you? What was you? Uh, what, 2001, uh, 22, 23, 22, yeah. 23. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I was, I, I don't remember who I was dating. But you were were you watching wrestling full time? Were you all in on wrestling, or were you fading out at all? Uh, more or less, me and my buddies we would watch wrestling on Monday nights, and then sometimes we would, sometimes we wouldn't. Like we'd watch it, but we were hanging out, so it wasn't like we were paying attention. But yeah. we were there to get together for Monday night wrestling, like a poker night, you know. But it was mm-hmm. wrestling night, but we probably weren't paying too much attention to it. But yeah, I mean, just kind of hanging out and watching wrestling, drinking beers. Same same hey. thing with you, hanging with girls and. Were there girls at this WrestleMania 17 viewing party, or was it just the guys? No, there were two girls. Uh, Three three guys, two girls. Yeah, were they bored or no? Or they were just hanging out, happy to be hanging out? They were just hanging out. I mean, a lot of it was just us talking and watching and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like different things. And, you know, sometimes we'd be like, oh, we want want to watch this match, but some other parts, it's it's just what it is. It's just a party that no one's really like, not everybody is focused on watching it and not talking. Like, it's just a party. Like, you're talking and hanging Mm -hmm. out and, Yeah. Were you focused on the pay-per-view? Do you remember? Not really. I think the end, you know, when McMahon came out, we were like, oh, you know, what's going on? And I mean, throughout the thing, we were watching it. So when you rewatched this show recently, when was the last time you watched this? Do you remember? Probably when it first aired. Yeah. I mean, you've seen matches from it, like the TLC match and things like that, I'm sure, over time. But from pay-per-view start to finish, this is the first time you've watched it and, you know, yeah, what, this is the first time I watch it from, from top to bottom. And just the opening video, like that little montage to like, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking, hyping up the WrestleMania. Like, I remember watching that. And like, it just brought me right back to, you know, 2001. Like, in his basement, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pizzas are hot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not everybody's. The pizzas are hot, and so are the women. <laughs> so, so are the women. Uh, but not everybody's there yet because I got there early because, you know, I helped him set up and, you know, mm-hmm. we ordered the pay-per-view and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I just to- I just totally remember it. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the show starts off with an intro of classy Freddie Blassie kind of narrating the past WrestleMania highlights and all that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty, I say, iconic and pretty memorable intro. It's one that's been on YouTube and shown over and over again. Yeah, it it didn't yeah, bring me like, back, but I've seen like it around the times. world. Like you got you know India and and yeah, you know, all the yeah. other countries. It's like they're listening on their little transistor. I mean, their little uh, you know TVs, portable TVs, and I don't know. It, it was just really fun to watch. Yeah, they've got the, the the Japan, the girl in the streets in Japan watching on a a portable TV. I'm like, first off, you can't order pay per views on that TV. <laughs> so I don't know how you're watching Yokozuna win the championship. In Japan, you could. Oh, in Japan, you could. I guess the Sony's based out of there, so they hooked it yeah. up, right? Mm-hmm. The that tenor. But yeah, the Yokozuna winning the championship. It was it was cool. It was a good yeah. little package. WC, or WCW, WWF always does really good build-ups and montages and video packages. No matter what you could say about WWF's production and Kevin Dunn and, and whatever, mm-hmm. their pa- promo packages are always top-notch. They're always the best. Yeah. They're for sure. So, the, again, the pay-per-view starts off with that little intro by Classy Freddie Brassie. 
And then we have My Way playing, and now the granddaddy of them all, yeah. WrestleMania. And then the pyro at the Astrodome, signs everywhere. It's still light out, so like the light is coming in through the Astrodome, and mm-hmm. everybody is pumped. And then we get a shot of WWF New York. How early do you think you had to get to WWF New York to get a seat for WrestleMania 17 watch party? Like Probably the day before? Nine, yeah, I mean, at least when they open, 9 a.m., 8, 10 a.m.? Overnight in it? Yeah, people are yeah. people ordering waters for 12 hours. <laughs> Four waters? Don't, don't. You ever do that? Do you ever go to like a watch party at a bar and just have waters? No. I go to a watch party and have beers and wings and pizzas and, be- and burgers. Well, back when the UFC would do pay-per-views at Buffalo Wildings all the time, mm-hmm. this was right after my wife and I got married. We'd go to it all the time. And there was one time we went there after like homecoming, I think, like high school mm-hmm. homecoming. Yeah. So it's packed with like high school kids and the wait was like an hour and a half or whatever it was. And it was a UFC fight. So we're sitting down and we're all talking about, okay, it was was me, my wife, my friend, his wife. And we're like, all right, we're going to leave. And the waitress comes up to us. She goes, hey, are you guys going to eat? We're like, yeah, we're not going to wait. She goes, come with me. So she just sat us down. She goes, I did not want a high school table. So she just let us cut in front of everybody. I'm like, yeah, you go. All right. And you ordered waters that night? (laughs) No, we had beers and wings and all that stuff. Oh, there you go. She got a good tip. She was going to get a table of 12 waters, six boneless wings, and one ice cream cone or something between Mm -hmm. the whole table or something. Right. Yeah. So that was our big cut. And some asshole thinking the change in his pocket's funny for a tip. Oh, man. Like, here's 19 cents. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha. I don't know. I don't and remember ever going to really a watch parties for wrestling. It was a coupon for wrestling. I think uh-huh. at some point Buffalo Wild Wings did it, but this was like 2011, so it wasn't a big deal to get there and sit at the bar area because mm-hmm. it was 21 over at the bar. But, yeah, but this place is packed. We've got Jim Ross and Paul Heyman on the call. What would you think of Paul Heyman? As I liked it. Guy? I really liked how he just hyped everything up and just made – I mean, he just made every match like matter and made the, the, the wrestlers like just seem more important than I think, I don't know, like the King would have. Because King is just talking about puppies and just cracking jokes. I don't know. I think this, it wasn't uncomfortable. Like he was good. Like Kane was mm-hmm. a good announcer. Everyone knows that. But I didn't like how his character and his style makes JR uncomfortable and mad the whole time, it seems like. I don't like. Haven? Like, yeah. He kind of okay. like makes JR pissy. The whole, okay. the whole night. I didn't like that. All right. I didn't notice. <laughs> but from like a standalone, like an alone standpoint, very good. Like you said, Heyman makes you feel excited. And for those who haven't seen this pay-per-view, when this show starts off and my way's blasting, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm I'm settled in to watch this. You know, it's not going to be my favorite. And I'm like, I'm going into this pay-per-view knowing it's not my favorite. Yeah. Let's see if it changes my mind as we watch it. So our opening matchup is Chris Jericho versus William Regal for the Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho opens WrestleMania 17 and closes WrestleMania 18. All right. This has happened a few other times. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess any other times that it would have happened? Uh, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. It happened post. They've all happened after this. So. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So the first one was Edge at WrestleMania 23. He was in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Then main evented versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 24 the next year. Okay. The Miz at WrestleMania 26 in a tag match with Morrison. The next year at 27, main evented versus Cena. Okay. And then, what was it? Brock at WrestleMania 35 opened it up versus Seth Rollins. And then last year, he closed it out versus Drew McIntyre. Okay. So there, it's, it's happened a few times. So there you go. 
what did you think of this opening contest between Chris Jericho and William Regal? Well, the buildup to this, like, I don't know, just everything from the my way to the opening video montage and hype video and all that kind of stuff. Just now I'm in 2001, you know, I'm totally watching this. And then I see like the, uh, the buildup package for this one. And I remember, um, commissioner William Regal and mm-hmm. Jericho, like <laughs> pissing in his tea and then, uh, Regal <laughs> yeah. drinking the tea. That's um, attitude era in a, in a nutshell right there. Pissing yeah. in the tea. And then Jericho dressed up as Doink. I'm like, man, I totally forgot about that. And then I'm like, yeah, he did dress up as Pentagon. That was kind of like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but just this match was just so great. Like just to see, I, I have appreci- I have more appreciation for Regal now than I did when I was younger. Because to me, he was just boring. Like he was yeah, just a boring guy. Yeah. But now yeah. I see him and it's just, he's so technical. I like the, like the Greco-Roman type uh, wrestling because it just looks more... It looks more convincing and more real. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I have in my notes here that Regal looks like a guy that would be boring, but he's not. Mm-hmm. I This match, I think, was too quick, in my opinion. Jericho gets the win, seven-minute match. It was okay. It was a good good match. Yeah. Nothing, like, outstanding and all that. I think... I don't. Maybe it's in my head. I'm imagining people hyping this match up as some like masterpiece, but it's fine. No, it's, I, it's I thought match. it was great. I mean, the, just really? the start of it. it, it okay. I like the technical, uh, the technical, the the flying and the brawling. I thought it all blended well. Um, there's some matches like this one. I thought had a good time to it, so it it told the story from beginning to end. And I I wasn't like, oh, you know, that it didn't go long enough or it's too short. Because there's other matches later in the show. I'm like, man, this is just way too long. Okay. Well, I mean, you could have also been hyped. Like you got my way playing. You're going to sure. be hyped. You're going to get like an automatic hype with my way being played. Let's let's there be real go. here. I got my backwards uh, uh, Yankees Fred, hat, Fred Dirt's cap. Yeah. Then we go Shane arriving in a limo, and WCW then the A- one. Yes, the APA are in the back. JBL goes off in the history of Texans at this building. Gets a you know mm-hmm. a cheap hometown pop talking about Nolan Ryan and his fastball and how yeah some. Texan person didn't wear his hat inside because his mom told him not to wear a hat indoors or something. I'm sure it's something Texas important. Like we all have civic yeah. pride from where we're from. Texans is a little different. Texans feel like they're their own country. I feel I could be wrong on that, but I feel like people from Texas are like Texas. Heck well, I, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. Okay. Then we've got the right to censor versus the APA and Taz. So this just, is just a- the intro music for, for right to censor. I, the, I, the I love it. Yeah, I love it. You love it. Oh, you're the only person in the world that loves the righteous censor <laughs> Cause music. I, cause, cause, no, because then you know who's coming out. You've got Stephen Richards. You've got... What would Glass the, Shatters? You know Austin's coming out. You're going to get an annoying no, 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 siren. No, no. Then you get good, good father. <laughs> father. Did Val Venus have his name changed like, to something like... Sean, no, he was Val Venus before I know, he got banned from I, Twitter. No, I'm, I'm just thinking, did he censor his name like the Godfather? Did no. Like the Goodfather? No. And Bull Buchanan? I mean, who doesn't love Bull Buchanan? Everybody. No one <laughs> likes Bull Buchanan. <laughs> well, I liked him. I thought this was a great match. All right, it's a three-minute match. Taz comes out. He wasn't even wearing wrestling gear. Oh, my God. Don't ever like, get me started on this. He's wearing slacks <laughs> and a button-up. What do you got to say about slacks, Taz? Yeah. Yeah, I, I put a note on here. I'm like, he looked like my mechanic Jimmy in that jumpsuit. Like, he didn't look like a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-minute match. It's fine. Yeah. Taz and the APA get the win, the six-man tag match. So back-to-back, we got the good guys going over to start the pay-per-view. Yeah. Keep the good times rolling. And, and thinking back, like, 
right now I'd be like, oh yeah, APA was cool, Taz was cool. Like you think of all these guys that like, oh yeah, they made their mark and whatever. I just think it's fun to watch, you know, something like this because you've got all of these guys in one bit, one uh, six man tag match. I'm like, this is a fun little match. Yeah, it's it's underwhelming for sure, but I I have a note that I do like how it seems like this mania is building. Like mm-hmm. it's a build. It's, it's yeah. kind of kind of like a roller coaster where you get to the peak and all the way, and then. Once we get to this ending, we're going to go crashing down from this show. We'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. After this matchup, we go backstage, see Trish wheeling in Linda, who's in a comatose state, and Stephanie McMahon mocks her. She's got a jumpsuit that says Daddy's Girl on the back. It looks like she bedazzled herself. <laughs> yeah. She's got the crimped hair and all that stuff. So. She's a little the, hottie. Stephanie? Heck yeah. I thought you meant Linda. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, Linda, too. <laughs> comatose. <laughs> Next up, we've got one of my favorite hardcore matches ever, which is Raven, Kane, and the Big Show, a triple threat match for the Hardcore Championship. Uh-huh. I just love all the stuff they do. I love the golf cart spot. And <laughs> my favorite part of the golf cart spot is who's I've driving. I rewound that like three times just to watch it happen again because I've what, seen he, it before. What, the golf, well, tell everyone what we're talking about really quick here. So the, 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 all the fighting ends up going backstage, like, and, and Raven gets thrown through a window or a, yeah. like a sugar glass window. And then. Uh, big show plows cane through a door and uh, all this time kind of stuff so raven ends up getting in a golf cart to run away from everybody big show's chasing him get, jumps <laughs> on the back of the golf cart <laughs> raven all he does is like he drives maybe like 10 seconds and crashes right <laughs> crashes all the way to the left and then kane jumps up in the in golf cart behind him and comes chasing him and runs him over <laughs> yeah but the funniest part is when raven crashes the cart like it goes off like it's like a curb so like yeah. half the wheel so he can't go anywhere no matter what it was just yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, these spots made it fun. And this hardcore match was hardcore, but it wasn't uncomfortable hardcore. Like, no one was getting yeah. whacked in the head, the back of the head with chairs, and no one was getting... Barbed you know, wire bleeding and glass. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. I'm sure it wasn't fun for the live crowd because it was all backstage on the Tron. Yeah. But for me on pay-per-view, those golf cart spots are amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're hilarious. It reminded me of I was playing Grand Theft Auto recently, and you can have a golf cart, and oh, there cops, you go. cops are chasing you and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. It was fun. You run over some hookers, and you beat up a cop. Right? Sure. That, that's how, that's <laughs> what we do here at the PPW podcast. No, that's what you do in Grand Theft Auto. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kane gets the win. I love the ending of this one. What What did you like about it? Go, tell, well, go over big, the ending. Just the big show had... Uh, Raven up in like a choke slam. Uh, Kane comes running, pushes them both over. Uh, they're on the stage. So he pushes them off the stage. They crash through, you know, whatever those little false bottoms with the tables and stuff. And, and Kane just runs, <laughs> flies up in the air with a leg drop. And mm-hmm. I think he nails Big Show with it and gets the pin. But just to see Kane like jump that far into the air and just drop a leg drop on him, amazing. The visual of Kane, still in my head, I can picture the visual of Kane, uh, full gear, mask on. Sure. In a driving a golf cart, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. I'd say it's wrestling. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. After this match, Edge and Christian are backstage with Kurt Angle, who's staring at a TV screen, showing himself tap, going over about how if a referee wasn't present and it wasn't a sanctioned match and all this stuff, the tapping doesn't count. This is Kurt Angle still saying it doesn't count. Angle was so good. Yeah, everything he, he did was hilarious, and, mm-hmm. and this is a fun little backstage segment here. Uh, next up, we see Superfly Jimmy Snuka. He's at WWF New York, so he's one of the legends out there for people that camped out to watch the pay-per-view live at WWF yep. New York. So uh, Then we've got a coach, a coach, the coach, 
with a fan who came all the way here from Australia. Don't know how they found this fan. Just asking around, are you from Australia? Are you from Australia? This fan traveled from Australia. And then The Rock arrives backstage and crowds cheering him at this point. They don't boo yet, but they do boo him later. Mm-hmm. Our, yeah, next mat- our next match is Eddie Guerrero with Perry Saturn taking on Test for the European Championship. Perry Saturn in a goofy, furry white hat for some reason. <laughs> Test comes out. I didn't it was know. 2001, man. Those hats I were hot. I didn't know who <laughs> they were not. I didn't know who was the good guy or the bad guy in this match until I figured it out as it went along. I was like, oh, I guess Ed, everyone likes Eddie. Cause I, remember the, I remember the Radicals debuting. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah. And then everyone's cheering Test, like, Test, Test, this is a Test. So that's another one you know who's coming out right away. Yeah. Eight-minute match. Nothing special about this one. Just a regular, I'd say, TV-style match. Eddie Guerrero gets the win after some cheating from his fellow... Radicals. Radicals between Dean Malenko and, and Perry Saturn. Tess gets Tess, one funny part about this match is Tess gets his ankle caught in the rope. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for them to like the ref and Eddie to get <laughs> yeah. it out. Like at one point Eddie had to help. So that was kinda of funny. But right. see yeah, when this Eddie, match started up, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I get to see Eddie Guerrero against Tess. I mean it started <laughs> off pretty good. Like I like the matchup with it with with Tess' strength and his brawn and his size and you know Eddie's like cunning and quickness and agility. Like I thought it would be a good matchup, and it, it was like, okay. Okay, yeah, again, it wasn't bad. It was fine. It was yeah, okay. Those, those tilt a whirl slams that Tess hit. I mean, he's he was so good at that and the yeah. tilt a whirl sit up bomb. Sure, awesome. He, he doesn't get a win though. Eddie gets the win. He's the European champion, and we have our first, I guess, heel win of the night. That sound right? And we are only 45 minutes into this show. I, I looked at like my phone. I was watching. I was like, wait a minute. There's a yeah. lot more to go. And it it's feels like a, three hours of this. <laughs> I feel like a lot, a lot has already happened, you know? Right. Uh, then we go backstage. Michael Cole is interviewing Mick Foley, who is mm-hmm. the special referee for Shane versus Vince tonight. Yeah. Then after that, we see Stone Cold arriving. Well, going back to the Mick Foley thing, like he's talking about, he's like, I'm going to call the match right down the middle. And then, you know, Mick, he gets his cheap pops and he's like, right here in Houston, Texas. I'm going to call it right here in Houston, (laughs) Texas. Our next matchup is Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. And Uh the Angle promo he cuts on Texas. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wrote it As he's walking down the aisle. It's just incredible. He's just like, I am your Olympic hero. He was like, another thing, everyone, enough with the cowboy hats. You're not seven years old. (laughs) Making fun of people from Texas. Oh, yeah. And he called her, you 65,000 bull riding beer belly Texas yeehaws. (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaws. Oh, he's hilarious. This match starts off amateur style. Which I'm never a fan of for pro wrestling. Are like, you I'm serious? A fan of, I like it. Listen, I'm a fan for like a minute or two. Uh-huh. But they kept going, and the reason that I'm a fan of it is part of the fun of wrestling. You don't, you're not handcuffed to doing real things. Mm-hmm. That's how pro wrestling started. Was it was legitimate, and then yeah. it was boring. So they just started doing a little, you know, showmanship to get people to come to watch them. Right. So that, that's how pro wrestling started. Well, I thought it, Heyman did a good job of building, like getting me pumped up for it. He's like, "This is this is about as excited as a man can get with his clothes on." Because <laughs> I'm like, "You you got Kurt Angle, you know, Olympic gold medalist. You got Chris Benoit, who's like just an incredible amateur, um, you know, grappler." So I thought it was awesome. It took a while for the crowd to get into this one. I think once Benoit had the ankle lock into the crossface on Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. that's when the crowd was crazy into it. Of course, they do the classic spot where the refs down. Angle's tapping, but the ref doesn't see it. Uh, 
Angle does hit the Olympic Slam, which Benoit kicks out of, causing a huge pop from the crowd. One of the first big pops of the night, I'd say, besides the intro to the show. Angle ends up winning with a roll-up by holding onto the tights and cheating. So Kurt Angle gets his win here at WrestleMania 17. Good for Kurt Angle. One of the best ever in wrestling history. So good for him Heck to get the, yeah. get the win here at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage. William Regal is pissed off. Someone's telling him something. Apparently Kim Chi is, <laughs> is trying to control Kamala, who's on top of Regal's desk. So it, that yeah. was pretty funny. It was a Just fun makeshift office back there. Yeah, it was a fun little thing. Yeah. I'm going to step out for a sec. I'll be right back. Okay. And after this, we go to kind of a, I guess it's not really a charity thing, but the WWF superstars all show up to Fort Hood, Texas, an army base there to visit our soldiers, the United States soldiers, that is. It was cool that they showed the uh, Air or WWF-1, the private plane WWF has landing on there. They let some of the soldiers come on the plane, take pictures, call their parents, all that stuff. The wrestlers are out there shaking hands. Uh, meeting people. Undertaker was there. Kurt Angle was there. Trish Stratus was there. A few others were out there, and those are the ones they pretty much highlighted the most. And it was funny that Kurt Angle was talking about how, hey, everyone, I'm much like you. I'm a hero. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Just just like you guys are heroes, I'm heroes too. So he's totally staying in character. So awesome of him to do that. Puts on the helmet, acting goofy. The One of the, I think the lieutenant presents Kurt Angle with kind of like a, a plaque or a met, not a medal, a plaque of something. And Angle says, this is great. Do you think I can get this in Olympic gold medal form? So that was pretty funny. Just a fun little feel-good segment. It was, I'm sure it was super cool for the superstars to, to interact and meet with these soldiers. I'm sure it was awesome of the soldiers as well to kind of accept that. So fun little segment there of just yeah, a, I'm back. But we're just talking a fun little segment about the, the, the army base. Yeah, the army base. They didn't, and it was, it was a fun little segment. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, next up, we've got the women's championship match. China taking out Ivory. Ivory of the right to censor. The storyline here is Ivory broke China's neck with a pile driver, and China's back for revenge. To me, this is the perfect match. You know, it's a two-minute basically squash match, which mm-hmm. it should be. There's no reason Ivory should be beating China. China whoops her ass. She's got the big, <laughs> big-ass big bazooka Roman candle launcher yeah. when she comes out the entrance. I believe this is just the recent figure that just came out of hers for China. Yeah, I think it is. So now we need an Ivory figure. I mm-hmm. not. I don't want the right to censor one, though. I want a purple scarf Ivory, you know, the yeah. wrestler. So give me an Ivory figure. Yeah, I like the story of the buildup of this one. Just added a little bit more depth to it with, with China, you know, signing the letter of the hold har- hold harmless clause agreement. Just, a, you know, whatever she does to China, she doesn't want to be held responsible for it. So it's kind of like unsanctioned, but not. <laughs> so yeah. it just added like another level to this match. Because China yeah. just whoops the shit out of her. It's yeah, awesome. Ivory kind of gets a few shots in the beginning mm-hmm. for like 15 seconds, but then it's yeah. all over after that, which it should yeah. have been. Good for China for getting a nice WrestleMania moment and good for Ivory for putting her over as strong yeah. as she did. Tina Ferrara, Ferrari from uh, Glow. Is that what she is? Okay. okay. Yeah, I think that was her name. The original Glow, not the TV show. Yeah, the original. Okay. The one we, we would a... stay up late at night to, you know, catch some sexy ladies wrestle at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and channel like, channel like six or something like that. Or mm-hmm. WCIU <laughs> after, yeah. Sven, after Sven Gulli. Right. <laughs> you got <Right>. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Next, now we're at uh, a point in the show, which is probably the first big one of the main events I'd call it of the show. Mm-hmm. This is the Vince versus Shane. Uh, they show the backstory of Vince versus Shane, the the video package. Which I kind of remember. Linda's in a comatose state after Vince tells her he wants a divorce. Is there more to it than that? Am I missing something here? 
Did something else happen where she came comatose, or was that it? Like, what am I missing Well, here? well Vince was, you know, running around on, on Linda, and Linda kind of had a problem with it, so he started uh, drugging her. And then he would just, oh. like, ma- make out with Trish and make Trish do all this, like, I don't know, just, just like... Bark like a dog. And, yeah, you know. like like that kind of de- degrading stuff. But, you know, apparently, I guess she liked it because her and uh, Vince were just a boyfriend-girlfriend, it looked like. And I think he got off on, on doing all of this in front of Linda. So that's why he also had her drugged up. And, and okay. Shane hated how Vince, uh, his dad was treating his mom. So that's why he was, like, so pissed off at his dad. And, I mean, it was a... Uh, I could understand like why his son would be so mad, but the, it's too extreme to be, you know, drugging your wife and having sex in front of her. That, that, that's a little too much. Is that where you draw the line personally? <laughs> that's where I draw the line. But I, I could understand how, you know, you get mad at your dad because like, he's not treating your mom right. And you're big of enough a man where you can say something. And, you know, now, now it's a confrontation. The, now it's Shane, a fight. When Shane comes out, he, he gives a shout out to his boys in the WCW booth yeah. or Skybox. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is like basically what Sean O'Hare and and yeah. Lance Storm. Like that's pretty much who showed up to this pay per view for it. Uh-huh. They got free tickets. You think they watched the whole show? You think they were, or you think just for this part? I yeah, like to think they, they were they up wa- there. They watched the whole thing. Okay, I like to think that too. They got copped beers and food and. You know. No, they, they got a bill. <laughs> Lance Storm gets Lance Storm gets the bill at the end oh. of the night. Son of a. So could I be serious for a minute? This bill's terrible. <laughs> Good old Lance Storm. This match is reminded me of something. I have a note here. How horribly uncoordinated Vince is. Because <laughs> Shane's not a wrestler. No. Vince isn't a wrestler. No, well, and, Vince is, and that was my reply when you were talking about the um, the slamboree. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would rather take a, a squirrely. This is just going back to the earlier of the slamboree. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Bischoff versus McMahon. I, I would rather take Bischoff over this clumsy <laughs> meathead. <laughs> I like Mr. McMahon. Like, I like his Mr. McMahon character, but he is so goddamn clumsy. He's like Bane and Batman and Robin, <laughs> like the goofy Bane character. He's yeah. just like a dumbling idiot. But yeah. I don't know. You still love him, and you can't look away. The mm-hmm. crowd isn't really into this one until the first big table spot, which I thought was super cool because so they set it up where Vince is on the table. Mm-hmm. And Shane's going to do the elbow drop through the table. Stephanie, who's out with Vince, by the way, is standing in front of the table saying, no, Shane, don't jump. And you're like, oh, okay, he's not going to jump. This is like a later table spot's going to happen later. Right. Shane says, screw it, leaps over <laughs> Stephanie. Vince rolls off the table. Shane goes through it. That's when the crowd's like, okay, yeah, we're into this one now. Let, let's let's get it going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ju- uh, just everything that's happening on the outside. You got Stephanie and Trish and... And they're they're going at it, and Trish turns on Vince, and she's like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> yeah, Trish slaps Vince. Yeah. She came, when Trish came. Well, so we kind of skipped a little bit of this match, and we we skipped a lot here on a lot of the matches. When we do these shows, we want you guys to go back and watch them. We don't want to give them move by move breakdown. We just want you guys to go back and watch them if you haven't mm-hmm. watched them in a while. So Trish rolls Linda down the aisle. One thing I noticed is Trish put oil all over her boobs. And nothing else. It's kind of like when Carlito only oiled his abs at the Royal Rumble last couple <laughs> okay. weeks ago. Yeah. So Trish, Trish is looking good. She's got the silver sparkly glitter boots or stripper mm-hmm. boots, whatever you want. So she's looking she's good. She's got a cowboy hat. Yeah. Why not, right? We're in Texas. And she slaps the hell out of Vince. Big pop for that. And then Stephanie and Trish go at it, like you said. So the crowd, and it's, this match, it sounds good and it is good and it's entertaining, but it's just a mess. 
Yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the part where Trish and Steph are, are fighting in the ring, and I could just see Mick standing at the corner just watching it happen, like, oh, okay. I'm not going to try to control in this match. We forgot Mick Foley's the ref, but he's got his spray-painted uh, shirt on, which is hilarious. His yeah. spray-painted ref shirt he made himself. And he's mm-hmm. got sweatpants on, too. Even right. better. And then at one point, Vince rolls Linda into the ring and sets up a chair. He says, you're going to watch me do this. And she's and sedated, at, so I mean, she's supposed to be sedated, right? So she's kind of limp and just her him picking her up, setting her on the apron, and like rolling her in, putting a chair in the corner, picking her up, sitting her in the chair. You know, you're going to watch this. You're going to watch me beat the shit out of your son. <laughs> <laughs> and he does for a little bit. And I I, I have not heard a pop. Uh, it's I guess it's been a while since I heard like a big pop of like you know 2001 type wrestling, but. When Linda McMahon stands up, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, now she's going to get it, right? Or Yeah. Or she's going to get back at Vince. She does. She whacks him in the nuts. And then Mick Foley, by the way, who Vince earlier whacked in the back of the head with a chair, <laughs> which he could have hit Mick Foley in the back, yeah. only the back. <laughs> Not the head. But he hits him in the back of the head for some reason. That might have been at Mick Foley's request, but either way. Yeah. This poor guy. Like, come on. What are you doing? I cringe when he hit him in the back there with that chair. Either way, then Mick Foley, you know, starts doing the ha-sa-sa-sa-sa, like punching Vince. <laughs> right. Shane ends up winning with the Van Daminator, or the Van Terminator, the coast-to-coast, whatever coast you want to call coast, it. yeah. Hits him. He kicks through, the, you know, does the coast-to-coast. Was it the turnbuckle to turnbuckle? Hits yeah. the trash can into Vince's face. One, two, three. Gets the win. Shane McMahon's pumped. Crowd's yeah. into it. I mean, Linda ends up being the hero here. She gets the biggest pop of the entire match. She so does. far, I mean, she's, she's got she's pop of the night. She's mistreated this entire time by her shithead <laughs> husband. <laughs> and she finally just you know comes up and kicks him in the nuts and lets her, lets her boy pin her husband. Yes. So Shane gets the win. Yes. Yes. Asa, asa, asa. Asa. <laughs> we go right into our next big matchup, the TLC ladder match for the tag team titles Dudley Boys Edge and Christian Hardy Boys this is one of the more famous matches in I'd say WWE history especially in tag team or ladder match history mm-hmm. yeah uh, one thing I noticed about this match is nobody's goofy on the way to the ring no everybody is a serious like let's kick some ass we know what we're gonna do tonight mm-hmm. we know what's gonna we know we're gonna get hurt but we have to do this type of match and when you guys go back to watch this pay attention to that because I think it's important of the body language of everybody walking. Yeah, I mean, the if ring. anybody was going to be a little goofy, it would have been Edge and Christian because they're the you know the the five second pose guys and you know with the kazoo's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so so they're I mean everybody's serious. You're right, and You've I don't I, I don't typically like ladder matches because it just becomes too chaotic. But you know, watching this whole thing, I, I did like the tandem offense. I like the interference of all the representatives for each team. So there was uh, Rhino and Lita and uh, Spike, Spike Dudley. Like all of that kind of just made that made this match better. So, and then and it's just so, it just becomes way too much for me because there's then there's chair shots and then uh, Jeff Hardy's doing the Swanton and then people are doing the D- Dudley death drop through tables. Like it's just move after move after move and and so I, I'm trying to pick the parts that like brought me back to and it was really like the tandem offense and, and, and interference on the with the the outsiders yeah and then everyone knows the big spot of this match where jeff hardy's hanging from where the belts are and edge mm-hmm. spears him from the ladder i've said this on twitter when we were talking about it this this pay-per-view and this wrestlemania that moment is up there with your iconic 
WWE moments in history. Right. You know, you've, you've got Andre or Hogan slamming Andre. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Austin. The Austin era has begun. You've got the Iron Man match, the sharpshooter thing. You know, you've got the Austin bleeding. This spear is right up there with it. Like, yeah. and those clips they no show, doubt. it's going to be up there with, with WWE history and lore, and, and it will be forever. And that's kind of cool to think about if you're Edge or if you're Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we were a part of this, and like, this is going to be shown forever. Yeah, I remember the spot was coming up because I've seen this match quite a few times. But when yeah. Hardy, you know, there's like, I think three or four uh, ladders set up in the middle of the ring, and he gets on one, he starts to almost like walk on them, like to get to the thing. Yeah. But then he slips and falls. I'm like, okay, this is where it's coming up. Because, yeah. Just the timing and how Edge hits Jeff. Like, I mean, it's it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I do like. I just talked about this before, and people are like, Edge goes. People always ask me like, how many times did you practice? He goes, practice that? Are you nuts? <laughs> that was it. Like we weren't doing that more than once. Yeah, I'm crazy. So, and it was cool because Jeff was kind of pulled back. He he was trying to hook his feet in the ladder as Bubba pulled the ladder from him, so he was kind of swinging towards Edge. Yeah, and that's just right in the gut slams to the mat and the crowd just like went whoa i think the crowd even was like i can't believe we just saw that yeah like they weren't ready for it no they were they knew something was going to happen but i don't i didn't i didn't wouldn't have known what to expect i remember that being something when i was watching this live the for the first time back in 2001 like the house we were watching everyone went oh everybody popped everyone was crazy for it so it was definitely something that will be remembered forever I did not like the finish to this match with Rhino putting him on his shoulders, putting Christian on his shoulders to, to grab the titles. And going up the ladder, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I I loved their WrestleMania 2000 finish better where Edge and Christian propped the table up on the top of the two ladders. Yeah, and they both sit up, up there. there. Right. Yeah, I like that better. But other than that, this is a great match. This is, you know, we're, we're on the roller coaster. We're getting near the peak of the show here, and it's it's just building and building and building. So, Well, I, I, I wonder match. if this finish kind of led to little like doubt that they want that they were like the real champ not the real champions but you know they didn't do it on their own there's, yeah and there's even like stuff we skipped over obviously in this match like the part when lita comes out does the hurricane run or the part where she rips her shirt off everyone's like oh she's in her bra and paul Heyman, take it all off like you pervert i guess yeah. king's not there so she gets a, she gets 3d'd by the dudley boys mm-hmm. the this table spot where spike dudley gets thrown from the ring through the table on the floor is pretty brutal but it's it's all good. It's it's all great, and it's all fun. So go back and watch this one. So far, this has been the match of the night, and I think it might be my overall match of the night. We'll see as we, we finish up the show here. But I, okay, it was it was really really good. I was I I've seen this match a bunch. It's been a while since I've seen it, mm-hmm. but it definitely holds up for me for sure. Yeah, up until here, I'm with uh, Angle and Benoit. Okay, okay. Next up, we go to WWF Fan Access. So this is insane. I was texting with a buddy about this. We're talking about, like, prices now to meet somebody. It's 300 bucks to meet The Undertaker alone, 180 to meet Austin, 200 mm-hmm. to meet this person. You could have bought a ticket to this Fan Access for 15 bucks. met Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Mankind, Triple H, Stephanie. Like, it's insane of the people that are here, you know? Oh, yeah. And I love, I'm sorry, I think I just burped there. The, the part where Mick Foley is doing like a charity thing for Make-A-Wish and someone paid $200 for him to make a personalized Mr. Sacco, which isn't mm-hmm. that much money, to be honest, to get a personalized Mr. Sacco. And then he goes, all that money's going to Make-A-Wish. And he goes, but these two tickets I have here to scalp are going right to the Mick Foley <laughs> Pizza Fund. So he's like, these are going to me. So he's scalping two tickets to Mania for the next That's night. Awesome. I thought it was really funny. Was this on the network or no? It had to have been, No, right? uh, well, there was access footage. I didn't pay too much attention yeah. to this. 
Yeah, it was really funny. I it was it's that's worth not skipping over if you're if you're watching it. So go like, back and like watch I that. did. <laughs> exactly, like you did. Okay. We're back in the arena or the stadium. Fink announces the attendance of 67,925 people and we go into our gimmick battle royal, the match of the night, right? As stupid as this match is, like there is times I'm like, "You know what? I just want to watch some silly, you know, Early 90s wrestling, but not in the early 90s. I want to watch the gimmick Battle Royal from WrestleMania 17. <laughs> so I, I've seen this quite a few times. So it, it's just fun for me to go back and see guys like Duke the Dumpster, uh, blah, 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 Duke the Dumpster Drosy, yeah. Volkov, One Man Gang, Brother Love. I mean, it's just all these guys. And then you got Mean Gene and Bobby Heaton on commentary. Like, I don't know. It's just like a feel good moment for me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even today, but even when I was like, you know, 22, 23, I'm like, oh, I know these guys. <laughs> Where the friends that I had and, and like that second wave of wrestling, like they weren't watching during my first wave. So they were kind of new to wrestling during the Attitude Era because it was Attitude and broad bikini matches and cussing and you know, just being outlandish. You know, that's what mm-hmm. brought uh, uh, the teenagers and the guys in their 20s to watch this stuff. But, you know, I, I had a good time with this one. Okay. There's even a part where Mean Gene <laughs> Earthquake gets eliminated, and Mean Gene says John Tenta Earthquake gets has gotten eliminated. Yeah, and at one point Bobby Heenan calls Mean Gene Tony. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, and WCW. Mean Gene's like, "Are you are you kidding me?" And then <laughs> the Bushwhackers lick Mean Gene's head. He's like, "They took my hair off," and oh. Bobby Heenan goes, "Which one?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were a good duo. Who was your favorite out of all the people in this gimmick battle royal? Who was your favorite participant? Oh man. Um, I mean, I like Duke the Dumpster Drosy just for whatever reason. I just always liked him, but I wanted to see how, uh, watching this again, it's like, oh, I wonder how, how good, because I try to watch like one person every now and then just to see what they're doing throughout the whole thing. So I kind of had my eye on one man gang you know, during this one. <laughs> one man gang should have been Akeem. There's no reason he shouldn't have been Akeem unless he didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, he, he was one man gang before, right? It and doesn't he make... did Akeem. Yes. Yes. So he should have been Akeem. Which one's more of a gimmick for a gimmick battle royal? It's definitely Akeem, the African dream. Yeah, I guess so. My favorite ones is probably Earthquake and Tugboat. I was pumped. Uh-huh. Earthquake looks pretty much the same as he yeah. always has. Which is a little <laughs> shorter <laughs> hair, right? Yeah. Maybe Tugboat should have been Typhoon to be the natural disasters. But I get why he was Tugboat. You see, if he could have been Tugboat, then one man gang should have been Akeem. That's my only gripe with this. Okay. Iron Sheik wins, and then everybody knows the story that... The reason he won is because he, he was physically unable to go over the top rope. So okay. they just they had him win the match. Post-match, Sergeant Slaughter puts him in the Cobra Clutch. and Just re- reviving goes, the old U.S. and Iran war, huh? Yes, everyone goes. <laughs> everybody goes home happy. Fun little goofiness, like you said. The gimmick battle royal, three minutes match. And Repo Man, I'm surprised you didn't say Repo Man was your favorite, you know? Not at Maybe. this time. Here's the other thing. Like, I feel like if, if they had a gimmick battle royal match now, that's how I feel like they would look now. I mean, they were only like three or four years removed from their heyday, right? And they come out, they look like they aged 20 years. I'm like, holy shit, they're bald and they gained a lot of weight and they've got no muscle. Awesome stuff. Next, we've got Triple H was The Undertaker, their first WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. I like the build of this. Triple H didn't really have any, anything to do for WrestleMania, so his his whole thing is like, I've beaten everybody. Like, there's no one else. He's beaten Austin. He's beaten The Rock. He's beaten whoever. Undertaker comes out and says, no, you haven't beaten me. I'll make you famous. Yeah. Let me say this. I cannot stand 
the American Badass Undertaker. <laughs> I think it's the lamest I, thing. I liked it. Oh, God. I was surprised when he, just out of the blue, just showed up as the old Undertaker again. I don't know what year it was. It wasn't out of the blue. That was he, It was the big comeback to WrestleMania 20 versus Kane. But to Kane me, it was out of the him. blue because I saw him. I'm like, wait a second. What happened to the American Badass? Because he was gone for a little bit, wasn't he? It wasn't out of the blue. It was a gigantic build for him to come back as the dead man at WrestleMania 20 well, versus maybe I Kane. Wasn't, maybe I wasn't watching as as, okay. <laughs> as often as, as I should have, I guess. You're like, wait a minute. What happened here? Yeah, I'm like, where's this motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, where's the motorcycle? Where's the kid or the Olympus? Whichever one was going on at the time. Yeah. I don't know. I just I Seeing I this on, on paper, I wasn't that excited about it because, I mean, to me, I don't. Really? This match is I the like shits. the Undertaker. This I, 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 the I'm shit, just not, not a big, the shits. I'm just not a big fan of Triple H. He's just whatever really? to me. But he's had awesome matches too. Man, we're just all over the argumentativeness. In yeah, this but what I'm show. saying is, I'd like the build up to this. Like um, Stephanie gets a, a restraining order against Undertaker, but Undertaker mm-hmm. is trying to get Triple H to say yes to this match. So Undertaker enlists his brother Kane to go yeah. after Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, and then Kane's got Stephanie up on some balcony, about to throw him off. Commissioner Regal comes out. He's like, "What's it going to take for you to call Kane off?" He's like, "I want a match with the Undertaker. I want a match with Triple H." So Triple H finally agrees to it. So I'm like, okay, that, I mean, that's a good build. That's a good reason to fight. It is. It is. Motorhead, we're here, Motorhead. We're going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Lemmy just rocks out like, how are you going to top this entrance? You know, right. Motorhead's badass. Triple H is spitting the water and looking mm-hmm. like a badass. And time to play the game is one of the top themes ever, probably. You got to put it up there, right? Yeah, it's up there. For sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we did a top 10 theme song like on our early shows. Yeah. But I don't even know if that made it, but it should have if it didn't. So Triple let, H me, is let, me, let me go back and say Triple H. Like, it's not that I don't like him. It's just I, I feel like once, and this is probably true of every wrestler, but once I've seen, like, a Triple H match, like, I'm not surprised by every match afterwards. Like, nothing he does, like, totally, like, gets me pumped out to be like, oh, I love Triple H. His entrance is awesome, the, the spitting water, the music, the badassery of all of that stuff. But then the match starts, and he does his thing. He does his knee lift and all the other stuff, but it's just kind of slow. Okay. If that's your, your – yeah. you're allowed to have that opinion. No one's going <laughs> to argue with you. However, you like the American Badass Undertaker is unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Coming down as, and his, his, his custom uh, West Coast chopper. Come on, to, man. With Limp Biscuit, keep rolling, rolling, Hell rolling. Yeah. That should have been the exhibit version where he had the exhi- <laughs> exhibit wrap it, wrap it in the middle of it. I remember that. So this match is a great match, by the way. I yeah. think it's it's not their I'd say their Hell in the Cell one is their best one, but this yeah, is I agree probably with that. number two. This is number two for sure. Mm-hmm. Their twenty seven one's good too, but this their Hell in the Cell was just unbelievable. But this yeah. match is very, very good. They should have just made it no DQ or no count out. Like, they do a ref bump, so they are allowed to go outside and brawl and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the ref is down for a really long time for that to happen. Undertaker chokeslams Triple H off of, like, this scaffold yeah. thing where, like, a lighting rig or a sound rig is or something like that. There's some really cool creative spots in it. Uh, my favorite is when Undertaker goes for the last ride on Triple H. Triple H picks up the sledgehammer that's on the ground and hits yeah. Undertaker in the head with it. Uh-huh. When the Undertaker kicks out, it's a pretty big pop because I'm sure at the time, this I mean, I know at the time, the streak wasn't really a thing. JR does mention that Undertaker's 8-0. Yeah, that's what but, I was going to say too because I, I think it didn't really become a thing until Taker started counting the 10 on his hands, right? He was 10-0. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, oh, uh, JR did mention he was 8-0 and never lost at WrestleMania. So so that was brought up, like you just said. Yeah, but there but there was a big pop for it. And when that, ha- when that kickout happened, 
people in the crop always assume, oh, that's the finish. Like, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, this is what we're accustomed to. That makes sense. Yeah. Triple H cheating with the sledgehammer. Undertaker kicks out, eventually gives him the last ride again, gets the win. Undertaker versus Triple H, very, very good match. Second best match of the night so far, I'd say. Okay. It's a good 20-minute match. This and is this now, is the one where I thought it went too long. <laughs> like really? the first five minutes of this, I thought they could have kind of gotten to the outside part. I, I I didn't feel that the build up was getting to where it actually started to take off. Like it was just a lot of lulling around and a little slow back and forth stuff. So okay, yeah, I like the middle and I like the end, but the beginning was just like just brutal for me to watch. And speaking of brutal, we've got the coach with our limp biscuit contest winner. Did you watch this? Yeah, I was trying to think, what the hell is his name? Because <laughs> so, he was so young looking, just like uh, Michael Cole back here is like so young looking. So the coach interviews this kid yeah. who won a contest to get tickets to WrestleMania mm-hmm. and Limp Bizkit's concert and all this stuff. The kid's pumped to be there. He's like, I'm pumped to hear. Got to see the Undertaker, got to go to Access, all that stuff. So in order to win this contest, you had to incorporate the CD cover art of Chocolate Star Version of the Hot Dog Flavor Water with mm-hmm. the WWF. <laughs> They show what he made. It is a picture of the album art with uh-huh. Microsoft Paint of this kid's face, Stone Cold's face, <laughs> and the rocks on there. And it's not even like outlined so it fits. It's literally like uh, you, yeah. you, you, you click the square button and pick a picture right. and drop it in. How crappy must have the other submissions have been for this kid know. to win? It, he was, had to it have, was probably someone's son. It had to have been. It had to have been. Like... Why like even that, show like it? that kid that won the tag titles with uh, Braun Strowman? <laughs> but why even show this picture? It's so terrible. Like it's 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 funny bad. How, I don't how know bad because it. maybe maybe someone thought it was good. Who <laughs> they're they're like, look that look what good. my look what my kid did, and they're like, oh my god, that's you know, it's probably Vince's like nephew. It's so realistic. <laughs> look look yeah. what my nephew did. It looks amazing. Oh yeah, sure, Vince. He he's gonna win tonight. Oh, okay, looks awesome. We're gonna put it on national TV too. Like, oh God! Do we? Uh, are you sure? sure? I don't know if we have the capability to do that. <laughs> yeah, damn right you do. Figure it out. So go on, go and Google this for yourself, guys. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm just telling you, it it's so bad. It's, it's something I could do with my eyes closed. Sure. Granted, this is 2001, so maybe technology is not what it was, but it's not this bad. No, I, I've done stuff in 2001 that I could compare to this. <laughs> All right, now we got the Austin Rock build. Yeah. To. You think you're special. You do. You do. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. This song is going to be stuck in my head for freaking weeks now. This My Way song. This music video build up. And then it, there is a little goofiness with the Rock Austin build where Vince makes Deborah the Rock's manager, which I really didn't think they needed for a build for this match for the no, championship. But it, was, it was Austin's wife. So, I mean, you bring his, his wife into this. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I think it was just to stretch out TV time between the Rumble and me. Rock's like, I don't want this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the fact is, she's not my responsibility. Yeah. And then just the back and forth, the Rock getting in position to hit the Rock bottom. Like, mm-hmm. he's squatted down. It just gives you goosebumps. And then the... Yeah. This, they're punching each other, and when The Rock stuns Austin, Austin's beer spits out of his mouth, and they're <laughs> cheering each other. And yeah. It's just, everyone's seen this My Way video. Yeah, so I've got it. I'm like, the, the, the montage just got me so fired up for this. It, it's just like two of the biggest guys head-to-head at this time, and mm-hmm. just there's so much anger and passion and frustration. It's like, and then the song, you know, My Way, it's, it's it, I'm ready. I think it's- I'm like, let's get this shit started. Probably the best- 
pre-match hype video mm-hmm. WWF's ever done WWE I would say the Daniel Bryan monster video versus Triple H yeah, also fantastic mm-hmm. that one might be a little bit better to me I think just because this hype video has a big chunk in the middle where there's no music playing like a big chunk okay so but either I mean although my way I've, I didn't even hear that song monster before it's like by Imagine Dragons or something I think but yeah this it's awesome I think it's Rihanna monster well maybe we're thinking of a different one totally different songs. <laughs> okay <laughs> there's a lady gaga song called monster too but no i was, I was thinking of the eminem and uh rihanna but that's totally not even close to that time period <laughs> it's getting late here the ppw podcast yeah then they show austin rock backstage they've got the mm-hmm. doom, 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 like the crowd's getting into it everyone's ready to go i mentioned earlier that the rock wasn't really booed but when he comes out here, he is. But at first, Austin's out. That glass hits. This building explodes. Austin's from Texas. There's no doubt that he should be the winner tonight. Everyone wants him to win. Yeah. I mean, you've got the bionic redneck coming out. And, and it's a, it's the different. It's the 2001 the, just the in disturbed. your face. The disturbed. And I, I didn't like it. But Me neither. being back in this time period and hearing it, I'm like, it totally makes sense because everything was just right on the cusp of mm-hmm. just in your face and hard rock metal and, and, and attitude era, like all of that stuff. So, I mean, it worked for me here, but it's not something I'm going to go back and say, hey, I love that Disturbed Glass Shatter song. Before the match starts, Howard Finkel announced this match is no disqualification, which is a mm-hmm. new development. Jared's like, what? what is, when? Since when? Yeah. He's very concerned about what's going on here. And as the match goes, you can see why they had to make it no DQ. But The Rock kind of gets booed a little bit as he comes out, but there's still cheers. You know, it's yeah. not, not crazy. There's still people, still Rock fans for sure. Yeah, it was just so loud, and everybody's chanting, Austin, Austin, and then Rock does something. They're like, boo. It was, a, crowd, it was a good start. Like, everything about this was, it was, it was awesome. The crowd pretty much is on their feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that I can see security in the crowd. They've got like their yellow polos on or whatever. And every once in a while I see them trying to tell people to sit down. I'm like, have you guys not been to a wrestling show yeah, before? Right? Like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like, is this this isn't the the rodeo mm-hmm. at the Astrodome. The rodeo. <laughs> the crowd's going nuts the entire no time. no bull riding event, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> There's chair shots. Both Austin and The Rock are busted open with blood, which yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know how much that added to the match, the blood. It, it like, made it more to me because, well, when Austin just just waffles the rock with the ring bell and he's busted open and Jr. just makes it a point as, he, as to say is like that's he you can't get disqualified for this since there's no DQ, but then later a little bit later on Rock is just uh, the Rock uh, Austin and Rock are inside and Rock is just on top of him uh, Rock's laying on the ground the Rock. Uh, why am I getting this so messed up? Austin. I don't know. You're because you're so you're so pumped. You're thinking I my am, way. I am. <laughs> but Austin is just punching, punching, punching it. And Hebner's like, you gotta stop, you gotta stop. <laughs> and Austin pauses, says, fuck you. And he gives it the double birds and goes back to punching the rock. <laughs> yeah. They I think the blood thing, they wanted to recreate the Austin and the sharpshooter at WrestleMania 13. They even do that same camera shot. Yeah. Which there's, was fine. there's a lot of callbacks in this, which I also like as, as a wrestling fan. The Million Dollar Dream, Austin yeah. putting on The Rock. You like yeah, that? Yeah, that one too. What other callbacks do you think of? Um, well, I, just, I thought about the Bret Hart one. Yeah. Um, I took some other notes in here too, but I mean, I, I guess we'll just, I'll talk about them as we get to the, throughout mm-hmm. the match. They, there isn't too many false finishes, I don't think, until Vince shows up. 
So when Vince comes walking down the aisle, this ruins the entire match for me. And it shouldn't. I did, I expected him to come down when they said it was no DQ. So it wasn't like, oh, I wonder why, why they made it a no DQ. You did? Why would you think Vince would come? Vince and Austin had no hinting they were going to be together other than them pushing home the point and all these builds. Austin saying, I need to win. I have to win. I need to win. Meaning he'll do anything, okay. right? Yeah. So that's, I guess, the only real push. I, I don't know if I was expecting Vince or not, but either way, Vince I, I, coming down. I was expecting somebody to come out. Sure, sure. But Vince helping Austin? I didn't know he was there to help Austin. We were just talking last week about Austin beat the hell out of Vince in that cage <laughs> at our say, Valentine's right. Day Massacre show. Yeah. And yeah. now Vince is going to help Austin. Sells, mm-hmm. sells the soul or but sold did his you, soul to the devil himself. But did but you know ahead. he was going to help Austin? I didn't. He know he pretty much right away he does it. The rock hits the rock bottom. Vince pulls out the rock like right away. Everyone's yeah. like, but what's funny is the crowd's like, we don't care. We just want Austin to win. Mm-hmm. Like we don't care as long as Austin wins. We don't care. Did you think this was anything like um, you know Ric Flair or uh, and Mister Perfect teasing they were going to be in Ultimate Warriors or or Macho Macho Man's Corner like they were going to he was going to kind of fuck both of them over. Yes, I did yeah, think that. Uh, me too. Okay. Okay. But so at the time, all right. So, so I did question, like, are they working together? And then I wasn't sure. At the time when I'm watching it, I'm just kind of like seeing where it's going to go. But knowing what I know and knowing what happened going forward, even Stone Cold says he regrets how this match ended. Well, that's fine. I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm not watching, I'm not watching this for Stone Cold's opinion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching this to, for my enjoyment. All right. So you you go ahead and finish the uh, ending of this match up for us since you love it so much. Go ahead. How's this match go? How's it How's it finish up for you, pal? Well, <laughs> well, there's a part where Austin, like this is where I, I still don't know if they're going to work together, but, but okay. uh, Vince McMahon's outside and Austin just has rocked down. He, Austin's inside. He's, he stands over the top rope and he's like, hey, get me a chair. And McMahon is just like a like a, a big old wussy. He's like, oh, okay, I'll get you a chair. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why he was that much like of a puss. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I've said it doesn't make sense. And they beat <laughs> the hell out of the Rock with the chair, yeah. like multiple times. The Rock kicks out twice mm-hmm. after getting the hell beaten out of him, and eventually just beats the hell out of him even more. And you could tell when they put this, like they wrote down this. This is how this match is going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the crowd is going to be so, like, infuriated with you and feel so bad for The Rock, they're going to boo you. But nope, Austin <laughs> wins. Crowd goes nuts. They shake hands. People still don't care. You know, Austin. Yeah, I, I, I like the hesitation of, of what was going to happen. Like, because I mean, he just pinned a rock, and then Vince is up. They're just staring at each other for a little bit. Then they shake hands. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Austin said in, pre- in post interviews about this match, he goes, if I could do it all over again, I'd shake his hands and tell Vince, watch the stunner and drop him right then and there. Yeah, that's, that's that should have happened. It is. But JR is, of course, going off. But, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, and Paul Heyman's talking They about might as well this. urinate on the rock after what they did to him. <laughs> <laughs> we go off the air with Austin being the WWF champion, you know. Mm-hmm. And him and Vince, uh, you know, banging some beers together. Sure. The next night on Raw, I don't know if you remember this, they teased Triple H turning babyface to go after Austin. 
But no, they formed the two-man power trip, Austin and, and, and Triple H. Mm-hmm. They should have turned that. That would have been good. And I, again, I wasn't really watching. I kind of stopped. I wasn't paying attention and all that stuff. And this wasn't a reason for me to stop watching at all. Like I wasn't so like disgusted. I'm going to stop watching wrestling. It's just fading yeah. out of it. And n- no WCW was a big part of that too because I liked having options and all that stuff and kind of knowing or not knowing where people were going to go. But I, I faded off here. So I, I did rewatch this show for the first time in forever, as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's a, it's a great WrestleMania. It's not overrated or anything like that. You know, sometimes you shows get overhyped. It's it's fantastic. Even it's as, not, ter- as terrible as that gimmick battle royal match is, like, I, I would watch that again. Sure. I mean, that's just for me, you know, being like, I don't know, just, just loving those characters from my earlier childhood. Yeah, someone born in like 1996 isn't going to be too pumped about no, that Battle Royal. This is the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever watched <laughs> exactly. in my life. Who's this? Who's this old Nikolai Volkov? Who's yeah, this? Who, who's this gobbledygooker and all that stuff? <laughs> yeah. But it's a great show. Yeah, every single match, like I would, I would watch again. All right. So what are you going to give this an A plus? That's your rating. What's your? I give it an A rating? plus. Yep. Okay. I'm going to give it an A. It's not an A plus for me. I, you, mm-hmm. you know what? It is. I mean, I, there's nothing a+. I would. I, you know what? Time out. Time out. Time out. Rewind. <laughs> A, because of the ending. I don't like the ending. But I loved the match the, b- before that. I loved everything else. An A-plus has got to be like a perfect show. It's got to be WrestleMania 7. Perfect. No flaws. <laughs> <laughs> no flaws. So so I think of, the, I mean, that's my favorite WrestleMania too. Yeah. And I look at those matches. I'm like, you know, those matches weren't great. No. <laughs> like they were, they were like, okay. No, but, but you know what? Like I... everything was just so like new and we didn't have weekly television on Monday. I mean, we did, but it was more like highlight stuff and whatever. It, it wasn't hey. like pay-per-views every month and all that you, kind of stuff. So you could was, have your Austin versus Rock. Give me Bulldog Warlord in a <laughs> Paul Nelson block right. match for a four-minute match. We could go That's back and forth on which one was greater for days. Yes, but it's an A. It's a great It's. It's a great pay-per-view. It's just yeah. not my favorite, and that's fine. That's okay if it's not my favorite. And I think I, I've done... I didn't, I didn't mind the finish because of the, the the lengths that Austin would go to to win. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And yeah. I don't know why Austin thought he maybe it was time, maybe he's going stale, but he wasn't. People still loved him. He was still awesome. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting old or anything like that either. This is a little bit of nitpicking because I just think I feel like I have to. But it's still a fantastic show. A show yeah. for me, A plus for you. Sure. If you haven't seen it in a while on this road to WrestleMania season, make it appointment viewing for you if you're going to go back and watch old manias. Definitely pick this one. I think maybe, but let's say this then. Between now and WrestleMania, you've got to watch five WrestleManias. What would you tell people to pick? Would this, would this be one of them? Yeah, I would say 17, uh, 30, WrestleMania 8. Mm-hmm. You know, last year's Russell, not last year's, <laughs> the the one before, thirty five. Uh, yeah, was that thirty five? Two years in ago? New York, the one where Kofi won. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, just for some, you know, current, current, uh, you know, to get get to get into the current stars. Yeah, I'd say if you've got to watch for me, the five minis to watch are obviously seven. That's one. Mm-hmm. Eight is two. Seventeen is three. Um, I'd say num- WrestleMania three. And then uh, it's tough because WrestleMania is like 30 through 35 are all really good, you know? Yeah. So it's tough. One of the, any one of those. I'm going to I'm gonna cop out. Any one of those. 30 through 35, pick okay. one. 
maybe maybe 31 31 is just great top to bottom too so i'd say 31 those are my five manias to watch so you got plenty of time we're all a lot of us working from home watch manias enjoy them talk wrestling watch old ones to bring back memories from yourself too but there you go it was fun watching this and fun going back to do it i'm glad we did WrestleMania 17 is weird because it's not like a, a reflex for me to watch, you know? If it, wasn't, gonna, it wasn't for me either. I mean, that's why we haven't watched it since it's <laughs> in 20 years, right? But you've seen other manias. Like, if you've got the network on or, or whatever, you're going to be like, eh, I'll flip on this match here. Although you're probably not as crazy. I watch wrestling all the time. Like, pretty much every day I'm watching some type of wrestling. So, a little bit different than you. But it's it's never been a default one, you know? Even, like, and the network or on my, my DVDs and Blu-rays of it. Mm-hmm. I, I watch WrestleMania 33 more than these ones, you know? Okay. So it's 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 what it is. They're all yeah. great. WrestleManias are always fun to watch. I can find positivity in any WrestleMania, even WrestleMania 11 with LT and Bam Bam. Hey, I mean, I mean, that's not a bad one. Most people consider it the worst of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, who cares about most people? <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Let me see if I have any other notes here before we wrap up for the, the evening. I think I'm good. You got anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I did spend all day cleaning my uh, my wrestling room. So, it, you feel, it, it, you it, feel it accomplished? In, oh, my God. It was intensive. Like, so much dust. Like, I try sure. to do it three times a year. But mm-hmm. I haven't dusted because <laughs> every time I see it, it's just too daunting of a task. Cause it's it's easily a five hour job. Yeah, because it's if it's everything like on this desk and the hutch and the figures and the bookcases and I don't have anything like I don't, hardly have anything behind glass. Like I want to buy some glass doors for everything, but I just don't because it's like ah, I don't want to spend eighty dollars on that. So this is what I have to do. Like I have to clean. So I just probably around 12 o'clock today, I said, you know what? I got to start cleaning the shit up. <laughs> so yeah, I got done maybe like six 30 cause I had lunch and then I stopped, but yeah. So I'll, I'll take a bunch of pictures cause I'm proud of everything. Cause everything Good. looks clean and neat and like kind of orderly and how I want it to look for now. But then, you know, in three months it's all covered in dust, you know, I'll be embarrassed again. <laughs> I, I hear you. I dusted recently too. A few weeks last month. I think I bought, I went to, target on one of those like swiffer duster things yeah. <laughs> and, and so you get all up in the crevices but it's it's just like i don't want to put everything back <laughs> yeah. i've got a detolf but though i've got belts in the detolf you know mm-hmm. and luckily a lot of my collection is not like dwindled down but i've got stuff in the package in the wall that's those are easy to dust you know you just you just run it over it but right the figures on shelves and like i've got dvds and my my video store stuff like i was looking what inspired me to do it was i was looking on the top of my movie shelf i'm like man there's dust on the top of this what the hell like, i gotta <laughs> clean this you know yeah so i hear you on that well that good for you good for cleaning up make sure to share it follow eric on twitter at positively underscore eric and follow us on twitter at ppw podcast also follow our podcast buddies on twitter Follow our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They put out a show each and every week. We talked about them at the start of the show. They've been doing it for five-plus years. Congratulations to them. Every week's a figure show. And last week, Jeff was very concerned trying to determine what his bang flavor strawberry something tasted like. So if you want to help him out at Fully Posable, let him know what a strawberry bang tastes like, I guess. Seriously, though, awesome show they do each and every week. Cannot put them over enough about how fun their show is and how good of guys they are. So follow them at Fully Posable. 
follow our friends the Breaker and Bane Power Hour, as well as their new side project, Breaker's side project called You Know It's Fake Right, talking about wrestling, which is just a great name for a show. You know it's fake, right? Because right. as wrestling fans, we've all heard that. I actually got a little preview of that before it was launched officially, so I felt kind of special when it was officially <laughs> launched. Did you watch the Young Rock last night? No. How was it? Um, it was a little different. Hopefully the next episodes are better because it was almost like, um, I forget what the... Everybody the guy, Hates Chris? Remember that no, show? No, no, no. The guy from Fresh Off the Boat, he almost is in an interview with like Dwayne Johnson. So uh-huh. he's asking Dwayne about this, this, and that, and Dwayne answers, and then he, there's like a back... You know, okay. Like a, a recall of, of him when he was a kid and this and that. Then they come back to like the interview part. I'm like, I don't really like that. I just want like an Everybody Hates Chris yeah. type show. I don't want to come back to like, you know, what Dwayne Johnson is talking. I want to hear about The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it was just kind of like a, like, I don't know what do you call him. Just like an introduction to this is what mm-hmm. the Young Rock is going to be about. That's what I'm hoping, but if, okay. it's, if it's like it the way it was last night all the time, I'm not sure I'm going to really be all right, well, great, great ringing endorsement from Eric for the Young Rock. I'm sure you're not sure if you're going to like it. Yeah. A show we do like and a show that I listen to each and every week. It's the, the Miz and Mrs. It's the Our Vantage Point Wrestling Figure oh, Podcast. Follow okay. them at OVP Podcast. The best retro wrestling podcast out there today. Joe and Quinn do an awesome job every week. One of my favorite shows. Again, another show I can't put over enough that I encourage everyone to listen to also check out our friend justin summers from the wrestling cheers podcast he's got a bunch of cool interviews lined up looking forward to hearing them he teased a kind of a big one coming up in march so make sure you're following them at wrestling cheers follow our friends as well daniel spencer and friends at the ringside podcast they talk about impact ohio valley louisville all this other stuff so follow them at the ringside podcast Finally, you can go ahead and follow our friends at the Lapsed Fan Wrestling Podcast. The research and goofiness and one of my my favorite shows to listen to all the time as well. I know there's always a show I always forget to shout out. So if I did, I'm sorry. It's been a long show. It's late. We had a lot of chat tonight. We're almost a half hour into this. It was a fun show. It really was. We're more than a half an hour into it, or almost 90 minutes into it. Let, for, let, let me let me put the young rock over, because <laughs> I, I, I felt like I shit on it. So, so we're gonna, Hold on. We're, so, we're going to end the show <laughs> putting over the rock, who definitely needs some extra pub from the PBW podcast. What so I'm ahead, saying, in, in this TV show, when they go back to tell the story of the young rock, like they nailed his dad, Rocky Johnson, like how he looks. Andre okay. the Giants in this. They got Iron Cheek. I mean, they got a lot of cool wrestlers that I think if you weren't a wrestling fan, you could watch this show and be like, oh, okay, I've heard of that guy. I've heard of that guy. And it's still like a fun story about this kid growing up in the wrestling business. So is this pushed toward wrestling fans, do you think, or is it a general audience show? I think it's a general audience, but because it's based on The Rock, like I think it's also geared towards more wrestling fans also like oh hey i'm gonna like me i'm gonna check this show out but okay uh, my friend my friend <laughs> god damn my fiance's daughter <laughs> my friend <laughs> my fiance- <laughs> we're getting off the rails here at the end if you're still with us we love you go ahead <laughs> my fiance's daughter like loves dwayne johnson like whatever movie he's in jumanji uh san san uh what san andreas like all sanford I'm like San Antonio, San Francisco, San Andreas, um, yeah. Central Intelligence, like all these movies. Like if he's in it, she wants to see it. Okay. So that, that's what draws her to it because she just likes Dwayne Johnson. And okay. the, the wrestling is secondary to her. So I think it's fun. Like if I'm if she's going to watch this, 
Like I'm I'm happy that she's going to learn about wrestling. <laughs> well, you got to go get her that new rock elite. It's basically Dwayne Johnson. She has enough toys and stuff like that. So. Come on. She's got posters. She's your them. friend. She's your friend. <laughs> well, she is my friend, yeah, but my my fiance is my fiance. Okay, okay. I speak before we wrap up officially. I think what I'm going to do at the end of every show is recommend a movie to people that maybe they haven't seen in a while or it passed them back. Because mm-hmm. I, I, another thing I do all the time is I love movies. I watch movies a lot as well. I've got a ton of movies to own. I've been buying like half price books, and they're like a dollar or two for like these clearance movies. And most of the time, they're movies that like aren't streaming anywhere. And if I want to rent them, it's like six bucks to rent on iTunes or something. So last night I watched the movie Red Eye with Rachel McAdams and Cecilia Murphy. You ever yeah, seen that's Red a Eye? good one with Wes Craven. Yeah, haven't seen it in years. I know I owned it. I popped it in. It's awesome. It's an hour and twenty minutes. It's a nonstop the whole time. Was that that's like oh seven or oh eight? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that that's my recommendation for this week. If you want to watch a movie that <clears> you haven't seen in a while, go check out Red Eye with Rachel McAdams. Big I fan. A, of I have movie. a recommendation. Okay, let's hear it. Is it Young Rock? What? <laughs> no, about it, that it, it's, the, it's the Marine Three Homefront. It was on like FX With the <laughs> over the week. Yeah, over okay. the weekend. I'm like, you know what? I know who the Miz is. Let me watch this. I'm like, this isn't a too bad of a movie because I saw the first Marine with John Cena, and that was okay. But I mean, Marie, Mariz. Oh my goodness, it is late. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz in this Marine movie is, is a really good movie. Yeah, so check that. You should see the Marine Six starring Shawn Michaels, Becky Lynch, and the Miz. Whoa, <laughs> it is. Quite the movie. I recently watched The Chaperone starring Triple H. Yeah, I saw that. I, I'm I the Chaperone. That one. No, you haven't gotten into The Chaperone? No. What I okay. do have on my Netflix watch list is the main event. I don't know what it's, that it's is. It's like a WWE movie about this little... I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but it's... I've seen the preview for it. It's this little boy that wants to be a wrestler. I don't know if he's diseased or, <laughs> or he's just Did a you see the Peanut fan. Butter Falcon? No, it's on my list too. Okay, watch that. Skip whatever crap you're the main event. No, no, no. Don't call it crap. Watch the Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a great uplifting movie. Great story. Great ending. Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. That is going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Thank you everyone for listening. And thanks for all your support over the years. The four plus years we've been on the show where we look to continue to grow and have more fun and keep putting out shows. And as long as you guys are listening, we'll keep doing it. So, Eric, anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Thank you everyone for listening.